Thanks for joining us at the Digital Leaders Podcast, where leaders of the digital economy share business advice from their professional experiences. Our guest today is John Mongjo, who is a former lawyer and current digital strategist. John is the co-founder of Good Cactus Friends, which is an impact NFT with the aim of donating 100 ETH to Charity Water, a non-profit organization that brings clean and safe water to people in developing countries. John joins us today to discuss influence and community building on LinkedIn. Oh, it looks like John is ready. Let's get started. I'm John, everyone. What's up? Nice to meet you. Um, I am a, a dad. I have a wonderful, sweet four-year-old daughter. I'm a husband, a loving husband to my amazing wife, who's the rock of my life. Um, but at the same time, uh, being you know family man, I've also got lots of passion and lots of uh, lots of fun things I do uh, at work and also on the side. Uh, so professionally, uh, I started off my career actually wanting to be a lawyer, and I became a lawyer. I went to law school, did my bar, got my article at a big firm, did the whole thing, man, and then. Uh, Pretty quickly into that that article, and I was like, I don't know if this is like the future for me and who I am and what I like to do, um, because actually just before law school, my passion was to make movies. I got myself a pretty good camera. I was like, I'm going to be a film director. I made short films. I entered contests. Like my early wow. university was like, I'm going to I'm going to make movies, man. That's what I want to do. Um, <clears throat> and that was like, oh no, hold up, I need to get serious. So I'm going to go be a lawyer. And then being a lawyer, I was like, hmm. I don't know if this is for me. So I didn't necessarily get back into film per se, but um, not too long after my article, and I, I got into the, the creative space, which is super cool. I joined um, a really, really dynamic uh, creative agency here in Montreal. I'm from Montreal, by the way, up in Canada. And um, yeah, at this agency, it, it allowed me to kind of tie in the professional like skill sets I, I, I gained, uh, very contractual and business oriented, but to tie in that like creative side of like, jumping in on a branding phase or like understanding how we build e-commerce, you know, like just getting creative. Um, That was super fun. And for three years I spent, uh, I spent an amazing time surrounded by some really creative folk. Uh, We built e-commerce, like I said, some branding uh, for really cool businesses, a lot of digital. So that also opened up the door to my digital, like kind of knowledge. And I was an account director. I I managed our, our clients. I made sure they were happy. I wrote all our contracts, which was cool. Um, and actually what's interesting is I kind of like allowed me to dabble in the world of startups. So this is like 2014, 2015 style where like startups was like a thing and it was like really cool to be in a startup. And I had an amazing opportunity to go work and live in Europe. And I joined a a really booming startup in Berlin, such an amazing experience. I was out there for about six months and my role was to, uh, to run partnerships and, and sales with with this team, but in the Americas. So I'm in Berlin, but my market was the Americas. Anyway, go figure. It was some crazy time zone stuff, but it was very, very fun. And again, kind of like building my my personal network, um, but also understanding, okay, technology, technology, this is interesting. It was a, uh, it was a headless CMS. It's still, it still is a a really big headless CMS. And that's a whole type of thing in in the tech world. But um, now it's kind of the standard, which is cool that, you know, five, six years later, it's now like, kind of the default standard for building web applications and digital experiences. So that's, that was kind of cool. It kind of got me in there. And um, after that, real briefly, I, I joined a few other really small startups and, and got to dabble in, again, sales and like app development and 
and growing something from scratch because these were very, very small startups that had good funding, but they were like in that growth phase. So I had some really nice experience there on like small teams trying to do something big. Um, and then like it kind of fell from the sky, but I had a pretty amazing opportunity to join WeWork uh, back in 2017. So WeWork, uh, some of you may know this, it's, it's, it's co-working at a, at a really cool level um, in the sense that like, if anyone's been there, you know, it's, it's like you go in, there's good vibes, there's energy, there's music, there's like the place is bumping. Um, and uh, there's another opportunity I had where I got to polish up on my like communication skills. I, my job was to, uh, to sell the Montreal market. We had three buildings, uh, got to literally meet thousands of people, like thousands nice. of people. Uh, and uh, yeah, just kind of honed in on like my partnership, my business development skills, like communicating value to people and like it also opened up the door to meet tons of amazing businesses and people because we were kind of brings in a certain vibe and a certain culture so that was just like an amazing ride um got to make friends across the world with WeWork because it's a big global brand um but then then COVID kind of happened and it's all good but I was like I don't know if co-working spaces is going to be a thing so I uh I actually uh, decided to part ways and I I found a digital, another digital agency uh, that was slowly growing and scaling up here in Montreal. It has a, a Danish roots, so the, the, the agency is from Denmark and Copenhagen, and they opened up a small office here. Yeah. Um, and through my previous agency experience, I was like, wow, these guys are good. Like, they know what they're doing. They got the talent. They got the creative output. I was like, where are you guys at? They're like, oh, yeah, we're a small team. Like, three people. Like, I'll join you. Like, let's do this. Let's, let's <laughs> blow this team up. Like, let's go. And uh, here we are two years later from that moment, uh, actually almost almost to the day, actually, I joined two years ago. And we're a team of over 20 people already. So I joined at like a small scale. Um, my role was to grow the business on the commercial side, meet people, outreach, close deals, all that fun stuff. And yeah, we're a team of 20 and it's just been an amazing ride. So uh, that's my professional journey. But like in a quick, quick nutshell, the, the passion of my life is has always been to give back to others. Uh, truthfully, I, I, I don't know where this kind of came from, to be honest. Maybe seeing my father like give a little bit of his time and what the little he had to others, and like put the importance that um, we have a, we have a good life, and maybe we feel like we have problems, but like you know, it, there's always you know the grass is always greener, but sometimes it's not always greener. So just like be very uh, attuned to have good EQ and like understand that uh, we're really really lucky. So I became a big brother. Uh, with the Big Brothers, Big Sisters program uh, for almost eight years. I had a, a little brother. I also have a real little brother in real life, but I had a little brother uh, who from the age of 10 to 18, he was like my little brother. And we'd go to Habs games together here in Montreal. We'd play like Xbox. Like um, I just hung out with him. He needed like a, a male figure in his life. And that was like a really, really down to earth moment for me for those eight years to spend time with him and to give back a bit of my time. I also felt That's very amazing. Like, also felt like it just felt right, man. Like it felt right. And I couldn't imagine if, yeah, maybe I didn't have the, yeah, if I didn't have the dad I had, would I be the same person? So uh, that was like really important to me to be a big brother and give back my time. Um, and then after that, I actually came across this amazing charity called uh, Charity Water uh, in like 2010-ish. Um, charity Water, uh, what they do, is, I'll just give a quick intro because it kind of ties into my, my other story, but Charity Water is uh is a really groundbreaking charity in the sense that they were maybe one of the first to come out with this 100% model. And what that essentially means is that you and I and the public that donate to this charity, 
if I donate a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or 20 bucks, it is going directly to a project. So they split their operational costs, like salaries, uh, offices, whatever, and public donations. Because other charities, you give a hundred bucks, you, you don't know, is, is 10 of those dollars going into the C-suit? Like, you don't know. It's not as transparent. So they kind of broke the mold a bit and got a bit more transparent in the way they, they do their business. And their business is actually partnering up with um, third parties around the world, like third party uh, like partners that can dig wells and bring clean water access to people who don't have access to clean water. And I never really thought of water as not being accessible to everyone. But then the more I kind of dug into the world of charity water, I understood that, wow, this is like a, this is a real crisis in the world with this. And in 2011, sorry, so, so 2010, I gave up my birthday. I gave up Christmas. I gave up like a whole bunch of events to like, if you want to give me something, like just donate to Charity Water. Like, don't worry about me. Like, who cares about me? Like, let's, so I kind of built up a bit of like um, relationship with Charity Water doing that. And I, I organized a, a walk, a walk for water, so to say. In 2011, I had about 100 people come out in my local community and we walked. Uh, from a, a park to uh, a lake and we filled up empty water bottles and we, we kind of reenact what mi- hundreds of millions of people do around the world every day to collect water. And I thought that was just like a very symbolic movement and time to, to kind of express uh, what was really happening, but also kind of live it a bit. And uh, at the yeah. time, I think I raised about 10,000 bucks for charity water and it was super cool. And there's a well, there's at least one well somewhere in the world with like my little tag name on it with my friends, when we did this project. So that was like, it's kind of cute, but um, yeah, that's like, that's like that, that giving back part, man. I've always yeah. wanted to, to give back to others. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, I really like where you, you're taking the conversation because it, it, it gets us into talking about what you're doing now. So you and I, we, we, we met on LinkedIn um, and actually this, this conversation that we're having now, it's been a long time coming. We've been sort of going exactly. back and forth. Uh, LinkedIn yeah. messages, and it's been really cool to to get to know you. But one of the things that's really impressive about what you're doing now, you've actually started an NFT project that focuses on clean water. You're partnering with Charity Water. So all of these years later, it, it's still still happening. That that that's amazing. But so, could you tell us to tell myself and the audience a bit more sure. about your your NFT project, Good Cactus Friends, and uh, I, I guess we, we sort of already know where the idea came from. You know, you, you've been sharing yeah. that with us. But tell us a bit about, about your goals and what, what you intend to do with it. Absolutely, man. Uh, great question. So our objective is, so uh, take a quick step back. Like, where did this idea come from? Like, where did it come from? So I'll be honest, I actually, like, it's like Charity Water wasn't the first thing I thought about when I wanted to do something. It was actually, like, related to trees and reforestation because that was kind of, like, a little bit more on top of mind. But what what the idea basically came from or where the idea came from was uh, six months ago, seven months ago, we're all kind of, we're all starting to learn about NFTs and we're like jumping into discords and we're kind of like, we're FOMOing and we're like going nuts and no one really knows. And it's like exciting and stressful. And we're like, where's the alpha? And like, I'm buying this because I want to get access to information. And then the information's not really there. And so it's like, it got me thinking that NFTs are amazing, fun, super cool exciting their collectibles all that stuff the communities but i was like it seems to be a little too digital in the the outputs or the the benefits and that got me thinking like okay there's got to be a way to do something with nfts that can be related to real world impact and like you know tangible impact then the more i started thinking about i was like guys with my with my team with a few friends of mine i was like 
why don't we literally aim to make the largest crypto donation ever from an NFT project? Because every NFT project does that. They, they give they give 5 ETH, 10 ETH, I don't know, maybe 20 ETH. Like, that's just still a very considerable amount of money. But I was like, guys, what if we make the project, the entire project focused on giving one of the largest sums possible? Like, let's try it. Let's, let's aim for it. Like, let's shoot for the stars. Um, so we, we thought a bit about purpose. We thought about trees, uh, the woodies exists. I don't know if you know that project, the woodies sure. NFTs. Yeah. Uh, they do trees like, okay, like trees is kind of taken. I'm like, wait a minute, water, charity water. I was like, okay, that's, that's amazing. That's important. I was like, and what's super cool, obviously charity water being as progressive as they are, they have a whole crypto page. And I was like, okay, these guys know what's up. They, they take about. I don't know, maybe like about almost a dozen uh, altcoin donations. So they're, they're into crypto. There's like a crypto page for nice. this charity. So I was like, okay, that's the first good step. Um, and we got in touch with them and we explained that, guys, our goal is to help you do a few things. A, build at least 50 wells. So if we go back and look financially, what does this mean? About 100 ETH, 100 at the, at the least. If we mint, if we sell out, we're giving at least 100 ETH, 100 ETH we'll build about 50 wells. 50 wells will serve roughly 12,500 people with nice. clean water for mm -hmm. 20 years. Oh, okay. So that's kind of that's kind of our, our mission. Our goal is to do at least 100 ETH donation. And I'm happy to say that publicly, put that online. Like, this is what we want to do because we want to, A, help people and like thousands of people. Why not? But also, secondly, prove to ourselves and to the world that NFTs are not all rugs. They're not all like uh, people like just uh, wanting to buy a Lambo. You know what I mean? Like that there's can be mm -hmm. some good and Lambo. Some real life impact. Yeah. Like that's kind of our thing. Like let's, let's help NFTs get a good rep, you know, like a good, not a get rid of like this, like this bad perspective or this negative. Let's, let's like, let's show the world that good can be done. Um, nice. That's a little bit of where the idea is coming from. And uh, there's a few right. more ideas we have to give back to the uh, community, but yeah. Um, dude, water, like water, man. Like, it's the well, most, I, like here I am drinking water. Like, like I'm, like I'm, I don't realize how important that is and how easy it is, but so fundamental. And, uh, yes, like we just want to do that, man, which it has to be a good purpose to our project. And that's what it's going to be. Nice. And, and then there are a few things that you're saying that, that really stand out to me. One, the first thing that, that I love is, you know, life happens in cycles, right? You, you encountered Charity Water young in, in your younger days. You did a project with them and, you know, life took you somewhere else. But here you are, like you're still the same person, still wanting to give, still wanting to, to yeah. do good things in the world. And it brings you right back full circle to, to this thing that you already know. And here's an opportunity to do something even bigger. You, you got one well. Exactly. Now, now we're, go we're, we're going to have 50. And I imagine yeah, there's another step after that, right? Like you multiply by 50 to, to get to 50, whatever is 50 times 50. That, that's the next goal, right? So I, yeah, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm loving that 100%. And I'm loving that, you know, you're still being true to yourself, right? So it's, it's not about like when Lambo, like you were saying, we're not just trying to make a whole bunch of money and, and you know, sail off on, on a private yacht to somewhere in the Caribbean or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, about, the Caribbean, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's about helping people, right? And, and yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, actually, that's one of the reasons why I asked you to, to come onto this podcast. I, I know that you have a lot to offer, a, a lot to share. Um, you, you, you took us through some of your life story and, you know, we heard about the different businesses that you've been through, through 
community building and and working with uh, your clients, working on on the on the digital side and and really helping them with with, with you know their e-commerce and, and marketing and so forth. And I'm hoping that you can help some of our audience um, by sharing some advice in terms of community building, especially on LinkedIn, because you're really great at community building on LinkedIn. So are you up for maybe sharing some advice with the audience? Absolutely. I would, I would love that. So I think um, we, could do, we, could just, we could do a few things. So how did like, how about this? I was, I was learning so much about NFTs and like learning about crypto and Web3 and DeFi and just like, it was like blowing my mind. And I was like, okay, I, I got to share this with someone. Like, I, I can't just keep this. To, I feel like this is like such groundbreaking information, right? Like, so I was like, I got to share this with people. So I told myself, I, I'm like, I don't know as much as some people do. And I'm like trying to dig with friends and that one's not really into it just yet. But uh, what I told myself is that I'm going to just set myself this one objective, this one obta- very attainable objective. I'm going to write one thing every single day and share it on LinkedIn about what I'm learning on the side. Cause I'm like, I'm learning every single night. I'm in a new discord. I'm like, whatever. I discover some, some new, uh, some new application in DeFi. I was like, I'm just going to try to share this and I'm going to do it for 30 days and let's see what happens. Yeah. Cause on the side, my mind is I want to do something purposeful with NFTs, but like, I don't, I don't know enough about Ethereum contracts or smart contracts. And like, I'm not necessarily the tech guy, but I like maybe by, by posting, I can actually start meeting people in web three you know what i mean like i was kind of like the so i was like if i want to do this but i kind of don't know it that well what do i have to do i'm like maybe if i post and i and i and i share what i learned it might attract the right people right so i i remember uh this, maybe the night's like november 23rd or something like that i like i made myself a little calendar in google sheets and i started writing out all these different themes for every day mm-hmm. this day i'll write this this day i'll write that i only did a first like five or six days and then my, my stuff just started going nuts and people started adding me. And I was like, yeah. I didn't need to fill in the calendar so much because I was like, just like, it was so, it was coming so fun and so natural. So I think the one takeaway was I had this idea and I kind of didn't know what to do. So I said, let me just test something. Okay. And that test was give myself a challenge, like every day for 30 days, even Saturday and Sunday, let's do it. And like, Jay, here we are now, like we're, we're, we're chatting. I've had the chance to meet so many amazing people. Um, just through that. So I think that that little tip was like, it sounds so silly, but like, just like, just give yourself a challenge and start something and try something. And instead of posting, maybe you literally reach out to someone every day for 30 days. Like you reach out to one person on LinkedIn and you say, hi, like this is what I'm doing. And, and what I think is interesting for anyone trying to get into the space is the space is so welcoming and so generous. Absolutely. It's like, so I've been, I've been, you know, in business or a professional for like, I don't know, 10, 10, 11 years, whatever. I, I've never had so many open doors, friendly conversations, authentic people wanting to connect at all levels, right? Like you have like some super senior guy who has like a crypto punk who like gets on the phone with me. And then you have someone who's like, Hey, I'm an aspiring NFT artist. Let's talk. And I'm like, let's talk because everyone is at a different level, but everyone wants to help everyone. Yeah. So I think the message is if you're trying to get into web three, just reach out and ask because if you don't ask no one will ever know what you want it's almost like we all, we all want to do something but we're all kind of stuck in our own jam but um just ask i think asking is is so easy to do and come from an authentic place i think just come from a place of like i'm new i'm trying to learn what do you suggest like 
there's there's some people are just trying to take advantage, I think, in the space too. And everyone everyone all of a sudden is a Web3 expert, even though sure. two months ago they weren't working in that space. So kind of like try to read the play a bit. But um, yeah, I hope that I hope that makes a bit of sense. Does it? Generally? Yeah, yeah. You you actually raise a couple a uh, couple of themes that that, that I had in, in my head, and, and maybe I'll, I'll get you to expand on them just a little bit. So the first sure. thing that that I heard you talk about, like you know, doing this for thirty days straight even on the weekends, consistency, yeah. you know, yes. you, you've gone through it, you, you, you're reaping the rewards of it now. How important is consistency to building a community and, and finding people in Web3? Amazing question. Um, I think consistency is, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the recipe to any type of success in life, man. Like, let, let's step away from Web3 for one second. Let's say you're like, yo, it's springtime. I want to like, I, I want to get in better shape. Like, Give yourself a challenge, like, and it's so silly. Like, run for or take a jog or take a walk for fifteen days or twenty days. Like, give yourself some type of objective because consistency in jogging every day or consistency in doing a yoga every day or consistency, dude. Here's another one. My goal uh, the last few weeks has been I got to reduce my coffee. Like, I have to be consistently reducing my coffee. I drink a bit too much. <laughs> Maybe we all do, but I'm like, yo, I do like two, three at least a day. I'm actually down to one a day. I'm like, I have to be consistent every day. John, just make one. Don't worry about it. And the same with like working out or taking care of yourself. Consistency is important. I think for a few reasons, the first is, well, at least on LinkedIn and web three is, there's this thing's called algorithms. And I think that <laughs> sure. the more you post, the more the algorithm picks up on that. Right. Uh, so the consistency I think is important there. Consistency, I think shows the, the platforms that you are, that you're, you're doing something that's, they don't know if it's important, but it's helping with the algorithm. It's also helping your audience. So when you're like, you know, you're scrolling and you're like, oh, what's this? But if, if you keep seeing someone popping up because they're consistent, you're like, geez, this person must be like serious. And it happens to me too. I see people consistently write. Everyone's like kind of bragging that like I, it's a hundred days in a row I write, but like you do that. And I literally see every post of yours. So it is working. So I think consistency um, does a few things and primarily it almost like it holds you accountable. Like it helps you feel like it is a sense of accomplishment and accountability when you're like, well, I, I have something to do every day. And it's like almost like a specific objective. I got something specific to do every day and you kind of feel good about that. And then when you slowly see more likes and more engagements, it kind of like gets you almost pumped for the next one. You're like, okay, I, I got to like, yesterday's was good. Like I got to, I got to maintain that. And it's like almost like you challenge yourself uh, day in, day out. So consistency, I think helps on a, a few different fronts. Nice. And the, the other thing that you mentioned was about just like being willing to meet people at, at all different levels. Like you, you, you met yeah. that one person with, with the crypto punk who was an OG, you meet meeting yeah, people yeah. who are aspiring, trying to get into the field, are brand new. And I, I think so much of that is about just showing kindness. Just, and you, sure. you said this earlier as well, that that's what the space is about. It's welcoming. Uh, it's, it's diverse. It's inclusive. Uh, you know, do, would you agree that kindness is something that's important to, to building a community? Dude, it's like, I, I, to be honest, it's like the fundamental block of our project. Like it's just about being kind and being real. I think we're all kind of used to like spam or, you know what I mean? Just like these inauthentic approaches to life. And you kind of, if you start the conversation where you're trying to take something away from someone already, like that's not, you're on the wrong foot, you know? And I think that being kind, well, first of all, it's like the fundamental rule of life. I don't know. Like, isn't that the thing? Like the golden rule, like treat others the way you want to be treated. So like, to me, that's like a fundamental thing. Like 
whether it's digital or not. But um, kindness, I think, is is very lacking in the world. Like we've all kind of seen trolls and online bullying, and it's like nothing. Nothing. I'm not hating on Instagram, but you know that that's a world where it's very like ego, and it doesn't really typically make you feel very good. You know, so it's like if there's a way that someone could feel good about communicating or receiving a message or making a message like how, how to how, you can't you can't lose being kind like how to it's like not possible and you know what here's another thing if someone is not really into your kindness then like you don't even need that person's time or energy like it's okay like some people let them do their thing like you will attract the right type of people that you need if you, you start with kindness and with uh with thinking of others first Great answer. Great answer. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But l l let me get a bit more technical with you now. So Let's do it. 30 days of, of posting, um, you, you, you came up with your, your calendar initially, you had your themes written out. How important yeah. is the actual content that you're putting out? Cause you know, so, some people just sort of wing it the, the day yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, what, what do I got? But you actually taking time to plan it and, and, and do it right. How important is the content to building a community? Amazing. Dude, I think that's a wonderful question. Uh, yeah. Um, don't underestimate how long it takes to create the content. I think some people, I think, yo, you know what? It's even crazy. Sometimes I'm looking at Twitter sometimes and like, it looks so simple and I'm like, I feel like people put a lot of thought into this. So sometimes it looks like people are winging it and maybe some are, but uh, at least coming back to LinkedIn where I, I have a bit more experience, um, the answer is uh, yes. It takes a lot of time to create that one post. Um, and what I think I was always trying to do was l like educate and give back some type of knowledge because at least in the web three NFT world right now, it's all new. People don't know what on earth it is. It's like, what is this? So I started off with this logical order. Like what does, what is a crypto punk? What's a boarding? And I was like trying to like, what is the definition of an NFT? And like, Oh, it's not just a JPEG. Oh, okay. Like, so it's like, you're, I was trying to, I'm trying to give something back to, to people like give back to my audience um and i think it, it takes a bit of time to actually think about a flow and here's another thing like you want the right link you want to have the right picture you want to have the right kind of first line like what's the catch and like sometimes i'm there i'm like is this going to be catchy would i click on this would i want to read more if i you know like so the content is super important because what happens is some people might skip through it and that's fine. But those who will read it, they'll remember if it was good content and they're, they're going to like your next post or they're going to like add a comment on your next post or they're going to connect with you. So uh, try not to wing it maybe unless you are an absolute expert in whatever domain you have. But otherwise, I think doing your own research uh, is super important and trying to come out with value, like try to give less. Um, this is my opinion, less like look what I'm like, look what I'm doing more like, look what others are doing. Like, I think that comes from a more kind and authentic place. Um, tr I try to talk more about other projects and other things I'm seeing than about my own project, because I feel like it's almost like the wrong comes off with the wrong tone. Yeah. So I'm very delicate with how I frame the content and what I'm trying to. Those are some really good tips. I, I, and I think I'm, I'm I'll, I'll definitely take, take that last one uh, about, you know, sort of, Talking about other people, you, one thing that I've heard and I've, I've experienced this too, some of the best books that have, have been written uh, when the author is talking about somebody else's story, right? Uh, it, it's, it's really amazing when you hear someone just sort of 
gush over another person and it, it, it allows you to connect because you start believing them. They're not just talking about themselves. They're talking about their experience with someone Very else. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had heard this, uh, like, well, it's just a random thing that made me think about. It's like, um, I can't remember exactly what context I heard about this, but if you, okay, let me just put this together. Like the idea is you, when you meet someone for the first time, how to leave a good impression is to ask questions about them. And the thing is that person will most likely leave that conversation being like, yo, this guy, John's amazing. It's like, it, but why It's because it's like, I showed an authentic interest and I really does come. Like I'm very, very curious uh, at the foundation level of my life. I'm so curious, but like, I will keep, if you keep, if you let someone talk about themselves, they typically feel better. And it's not like on purpose. It's just like, they feel like they, they feel wanted. They feel like this, this, like this desire from someone else to ask them, you know, like, it's almost like this, this fundamental need we have, you know, as, as a child, like pay attention to me, look what I'm doing. Like, and it's not, not from a bad place. I think it's just very normal. So by you asking others, how, how is their day? What are you up to? Like they'll leave with a better impression than like, yo, so like I sold my company for a billion and then it's like, it comes off as like, okay, I don't want to talk to this guy, you know, like cause you're not really talking. So you have to like almost do this mental check where you're like, don't worry about me. Let's talk about them. Which is why also this conversation is weird for me because I'm just talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. We, we, we yeah, want exactly. the audience to, to get to know you a little better. But look, yeah, let yeah, me right. change change the um, change the, the trajectory of our conversation a little bit. Um, sure. th- th- this might be one of my last questions, actually. I'm really interested because I know you've, you've studied a lot about NFTs. You know a lot about Web3 and what's happening in the industry. I really yes. want to know what are your thoughts or what are you most excited about in terms of emerging developments in, in the NFT industry? What are you excited about for 2022? Awesome question, man. Um, I have thought about that a lot because I think the world, which is crazy, like a year, a year ago now, like if you and I dude a year ago now, we're like, yo, Jay, check out this thing. Board eight, man. Like we would have been like, it, it was like, it was so unheard of and we could have never predicted what would have happened. Right, you could have never predicted that. Um, which you know, good on all those who did, and good for you to have that open mind and open spirit to like dabble in something that's so new. But I think it's it was so new, and certain things worked in you know early mid twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty one. Like certain tactics of uh, launching projects, you know, like for instance, I think twenty twenty one we saw a lot of projects be totally undoxed. You don't know who these people are. You don't know there was zero utility on some projects. It was just like you know. Here's, here's like a landing page and like, we're going to do this, 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 and like, we're going to give away a Rolex and sign up and like, they sell out because I think the expectations were different, but what's so interesting as I think a lot of us can feel, uh, or, or attest to, or, or kind of share the same perspective is that like, it feels like I've been in NFTs for five years and it's been like eight months. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's such a time warp where it's like, it never ends. It's 24 seven things move so fast. So I think the maturity level in 2022 has just like the whole game has changed. And I think another really nice thing that I think is going to happen on, on the note of things changing is that you're getting so many more different uh, kind of like backgrounds or diversity into NFTs more than in crypto. Crypto might've been a bit more of like this, like, you know, techie move or like someone, I don't, it's very hard to describe the, the typical person in crypto, but like NFTs is like, it's something that's so much more relatable. So what I think is amazing is I think two or three things that are, are, are going to change this year uh, and, and moving forward. Well, 
the given is like you're going to see a lot of brands all try to do something. Like I saw Starbucks mention something today, which I think is cool. But you'll see a lot of big brands trying to tap into this, meaning there's a, there's a signal in the market that's an interest. So big, big brands are going to continue getting in. I'm actually very curious to see where they go with this, but big brands are getting in. Okay. Um, but then I think the two more important ones are um, projects are going to be, or, or people now, instead of just going to Mint right away, they're going to be like, well, what is the, what's the community here? Is this like a, a pump and dump? Is this like a, a FOMO up until Mint and then community just dies after that? Like, I think people are a little more attuned to, if I'm going to give you a few hundred bucks, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, like let, let it be something that has some longevity and show me that there's a community. Like everyone's saying this word, but in the last six, seven months or whatever of like discord and stuff, I'm seeing like some, some communities are just gone. The, the founders left, the community's not into it. Like you're seeing a lot of action up until mint, you know, a day or two later reveal and like price drops and people get out because I think people had the wrong mentality. They're going to flip. They're going to be make financial moves. I think the shift now is going to be, well, I'm going to, I'm investing my time and my money, but I'm investing like into a community that I feel like has to resonate with me. We all think made mistakes. I, I, I jumped in or I aped in whatever. I just got into a bunch of projects that are total duds. Uh, it is what it is. You live and learn. But now I'm, a little, I'm way wiser if I'm going to buy on OpenSea or I'm going to like, I want to see what am I really getting? So I think there's a focus on community and utility, which I think we could elaborate on a bit. But I think the freaking sleeping dragon or the sleeping, whatever you want to call it, sleeping bear or something is like, I think women in, in the NFT is going to change the game, man. I think women are such a powerful cohort of they, they know what they want to spend. They know what they like. They know what they jive with. Yeah. And they are going to create these massive followings. I, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing that like the women movement is going to surpass. I'll just call it like, why not? I think that the, there's just such an untapped market and like women are very passionate with what they buy and they, they are the ones who are going to build these authentic communities because there's going to be purpose. And I see this as almost being like, some of these are going to be like these Facebook groups or like these like little like things between moms and crypto or like young women professionals that they never felt they could fit in in other types of tech things. But this is like a gateway for them. And let's be honest, there's a lot of very successful women out there who have worked hard their whole life. And like, I've had these amazing conversations with some, some honestly, some older women, men, and they're just amazing. They're so passionate. They're so excited about uh, yes. meaningful projects. Yes. And it sounds silly, but you know, they have money. They, they're ready to, to invest in something. And like when they find their thing, dude, they're going to share with all their friends and their communities. And like certain projects will, I think, really blow up. And, and other, like, ugh, I don't know. Man. I just think women are very, very uh, community driven and like, helping each other out and you know what's really funny right now as we speak my wife is on a spaces um for our project uh talking with actually with actually a group of moms a group of moms in crypto right now i overheard her and i wasn't sure if you could hear her talk but i, oh, I no. think it's just untapped man i think it's i think it's wow john th thanks for sharing that <laughs> uh, i i've been asking that question to basically everyone i've met i i have not heard that yet this is like really some, some what are they saying what are the people saying people are talking are about saying? you know like um uh, user interface and, and, and maybe being a bit bit more technical in terms of like being able to use layer two transactions and, and that and that type okay. of stuff. But like you're 
diving into the community, which community is, that, is actually going to be driving growth in the industry. I, I think you, you're, you're on point 100%. That, that's amazing. But you, you, you know what, John? I think I've, I've, I've kept you pretty long. I've, I've kept it, the, okay. the audience here really long. No, but sorry, man, I'm sorry, man. The, the, this conversation has been fantastic. You've just been dropping knowledge bombs on us <laughs> the entire time. And I know some, oh, there's you. some people in the audience who are probably saying, wait, it's over? No, I, w- I want more. <laughs> so let the people know where they can find yes. you online, how they can connect sure. with you, how they can keep this conversation going. Thank you. Great. Uh, yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, we didn't talk too much about the project, but check this out. It's called Good Cactus Friends, F-R-E-N-S, crypto style friends, goodcactusfriends.com. Um, there's a bunch of resources about what we're trying to achieve. Uh, there's actually a huge mental health aspect to our project too that we didn't elaborate, but in a nutshell, our holders, so we're giving back to others, right, with this crypto donation, but our holders actually, uh, we're trying to shake things up as well and do things a bit differently, but uh, the holders will have free uh, access to one-on-one private consultations with mental health experts. Um, so not just a, a Discord channel, but an actual opportunity to get uh, personal one-on-one uh, support. We're going to have uh, at least one full-time mental health psychologist on the team once we mint to support our community and actually uh, be a true resource and a true, like call it real life utility. I think that's really important. We want to give back. Um, so there's that element, but yeah, goodcactusfriends.com. We're, we're on Twitter, uh, pretty active on Twitter. We just launched discord like 48 hours ago. So that's, that's fresh too, but most of the information is on our website. Um, and I can be reached uh, on LinkedIn. Anyone please write me anytime. It's uh, John, uh, John with an H, and my last name is uh, Mojo, uh, M-O-N-G-E-A-U. Uh, I'm pretty sure my little, my PFP is my little cactus character. So pretty identifiable. And uh, I just want to say, Jay, thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on this. This has uh, been really fun. It feels like we've just been chatting and hanging out. And I, I love that. So this is cool, buddy. John, it's been amazing having you here. I'm glad we, we finally made made this work. And to, to everyone that's listening, if you made it to the end of the conversation, congratulations. If you check the episode description, you'll see links uh, to all of the stuff that, that John just mentioned. There's a link to the website. There's a link to the Twitter. There's a link to his, his LinkedIn as well. Please keep the conversation going with John. Join Good Cactus Friends and check out what, what John has going on there uh, with, with his partnership with... Um, uh, charity water, charity water. And, yeah and, and j- just keep this conversation going John thank you again for being here we, we definitely appreciate your advice and your insight thanks so much man peace thank you so much everyone uh, looking forward to connecting Jay thank you for doing what you're doing man let's talk again soon